podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. My name is Eliza Gelman. I'm the creator and host of Hotter Than Health and Eliza G Fitness, Eliza G underscore fitness if you follow me on Instagram. Um, just wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening, supporting, and sharing, uh, liking, subscribing, all that good stuff on the podcast. It helps so, so much. Um, it's a very quick episode today. I just wanted to recap a couple of uh, products that I've been using that a lot of people have been asking about, surprisingly, and then kind of get uh, a little bit deeper into like the business side of things and what typically people ask me or for some reason I've been getting more questions specifically about starting a business. So I'm going to answer just a couple basics right there. So um, hope you guys enjoy it is September 26th, happy birthday Raj, and we will get into it. The first thing that I wanted to go into was on episode 51, I interviewed Trina Felber of Primal Life Organics, and we talked a lot about uh, oral care, dental care, whoa, dental care as, as well, as well as uh, skincare products. And if you haven't checked out her stuff, make sure you do so. But also, um, I've been using her, and we talked about it on the podcast, her dirty mouth. If y'all go on to primallifeorganics.com or you just find them on Instagram, um, I have been using their dirty mouth charcoal clay paste. Uh, Basically, you dip your toothbrush into this like black clay in a little glass jar and it doesn't gather bacteria because of the colloided silver in it. And so it's, it doesn't gather bacteria. It doesn't um, like let bacteria have a home there basically by just, I, I don't really don't know. Listen to the podcast. She goes into it. She's amazing. But Basically, what it does is it uh, protects your teeth from um, like super acidic environments and it makes it more alkaline. So the inside of your mouth is just more balanced. Um, And I told her, I said, listen, I've got really sensitive teeth. And she was like, I've got you. And when I say sensitive teeth, I haven't had, I haven't bitten down on a popsicle since I was like eight. Maybe, maybe. And that's probably when I figured out that I have sensitive teeth. And I know my mom had sensitive teeth. I think my dad does. So it kind of runs in our family, I guess. But I'm sick of people saying that it's genetic. And I think that's BS. Um, So I was talking to her about it. And she said that a lot of the times that the toothpastes that we do use actually go into our gums. And they... um, they break down some of the essential minerals that we have, but the toothpaste that she has, the dirty mouth, it actually like rebuilds those essential minerals that we lose in our teeth and it helps them get whiter and stronger. And, um, my teeth have been feeling really good there. It's an amazing toothpaste. I, I definitely look like a Halloween character. Whenever I'm brushing my teeth now, I look like a character on American horror stories where like my mouth is foaming black, but it, that's neither here nor there. It's a fun activity that we have in my household. Now my roommate Liza got it. We're trying to get my other roommate Hannah to get it so that we can all brush our teeth together. It's a very fun time in the casita. So I wanted to do an experiment with you guys on the podcast. So a lot of times I talk about these products and great, like that's all cool, but we never really follow up on how it is. Like, I'm not going to tell you guys about Woo More Play, the lube. I'm not going to talk to you guys about that. Like I'll talk to you guys about books and all that good stuff. But this is one thing that I've really stuck to for, and so far it's been about two weeks that I've been using it 
every night and every morning. And I haven't really tasted anything super, super cold. I haven't tried out whether or not it makes my teeth less sensitive, mostly because I'm scared. So if I bit into a frozen banana, usually it would give that like pain in my lower teeth because they're so sensitive. Upper teeth haven't ever been that, that sensitive, but my lower teeth, like no fucking way. So I just went into the freezer and got out some frozen mango chunks. And I chose frozen mango as opposed to frozen strawberry because mango is a little juicier. It's easier to bite into. I can really like sink my teeth into it on the top and the bottom. Um, And so it's not completely frozen through, but I mean, it's freezing. So if you have sensitive teeth, you would look at this and be like, absolutely not. So I've been using this toothpaste for about two weeks and she said that it would really help my food frozen sensitivity. So, um, honestly kind of going out on a limb here, hoping that this works because you know, I want her product, I want her product to work. And I just like genuinely believed everything she said. And normally I'm kind of a skeptic, but she just was so brilliant that I was like, fuck it. I'm trying it. So you guys are going to be the very first. It is September 26th and I am gonna bite into a frozen mango to see if my teeth on the bottom are sensitive so here we go if I knew how to edit then I would do a drum roll right here all right I'm using my top and my bottom teeth for this and Mm. Hmm. Hmm. oh my god oh my god hold on I'm doing it with one more bite because maybe that bite of mango wasn't big enough but it was fine Mm. Holy shit. Top and bottom teeth. Mm. I don't want to bullshit you guys. Hold on. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm chewing like a bunny rabbit, like only using my top and bottom teeth in the front. And that was fine. <laughs> like that was totally fine. Oh my God. So this is only two weeks in. She was saying, she was like, yeah, it usually takes like 21 days, blah, 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 blah. It's like a, and I'm even, now I'm rubbing, I'm not even chewing it. I'm rubbing the icy part of the mango on my lower teeth. If y'all can see this, I'm going to take a video of it after. Oh my God. Y'all, it's only been two weeks. And here, here, I mean, it's not perfect. I can still feel that like sensation right where my teeth and my gums connect. But other than that, I mean, I just ate two pieces and it was totally fine. A hundred percent. I don't have any like residual weird sensitivity in my teeth, any pain, any, anything. So holy crap. I'm doing it one more time. I know it's gross me chewing in the microphone, but you guys, holy shit. This is crazy. That actually works. Oh my God. I'm a little bit flabbergasted. I hadn't tried that before I got on the podcast, and I didn't know how it was going to work. I honestly thought I was going to throw my toothpaste away today. Um, well, let's. I'm going to do that again in uh, on in two weeks on the next next episode and see how much ev- better it's gotten since then. But that is incredible. So. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up to the Dirty Mouth Toothpaste. I just chewed on my first bite of frozen, frozen mango since I was maybe eight years old. And I'm, I'm still touching it. You can hear it. Like, I don't know if you can hear that. Click, click. That click, click. That's ice. That's physical ice. Wow. Y'all, that's really awesome. That means, one, 
there are products out there you can trust. And two, if you have sensitive teeth, get this fucking toothpaste. That is awesome. Cool. So I just wanted to get into that and do a little like hands-on test study on the podcast while I had everyone's undivided attention. Otherwise, I would have done it at the very end and you guys would have zoned out and tuned out by then. So if you have sensitive teeth or if you are um, looking to like whiten and strengthen your teeth, she said basically, and I'm just, you know, in layman's terms, this is what I got got out of it. Any skincare products that have water in them, get rid of them. Any dental products that are just like chemical, basically like Crest and um, Colgate, those kinds of things, Listerine, get rid of them. She's like, they're bullshit. They are not meant to like restore minerals. It's really just meant to like kill bacteria. And we're talking hotter than health here. So we want to make sure that we are not only killing bacteria in our mouth, but um, actually helping repair and build. So all that good stuff. So that's awesome. I'm super, super impressed. I'm going to send Trina an email right now and hopefully get maybe like a discount code for you guys because by the time this podcast comes out, I really want you guys to get it. It's going to be so great. And then maybe we can all try it together in the next two weeks. So Primal Life Organics Dirty Mouth Charcoal Paste. Yes, it looks gross and you're going to look crazy, but if you have kids too, it'll be really funny. They'll laugh. So there's that. That's awesome. And like I said, it's going to be a very short podcast. I've got a nutrition consultation in about 20 minutes, so we're going to wrap this shit up. But I've been getting questions um, just a few a week, nothing anything crazy, but I did just want to address a lot of people ask, like, how do you build a business online or how do you um, like build a network of steady clients? And really the first thing that or a lot of the times people are saying like I have a 95 job and like I have a side hustle or I'm trying to make this full time or whatever it may be and my number one advice is just to launch fast like get started and start to experience that identity shift um so it's you know get I, I kind of hate the word or the phrase side hustle because it automatically just makes it a eh, not that big of a deal deal so I remember I used to say say side hustle all the time or like side business but now I say when people ask what I do I say I work in the fitness industry and you know and I get specific about high-low because I'm really proud of it and then I also and then I say and I have my own nutrition business outside of that and I don't say small nutrition business I don't say brand new I don't say anything like that because those are details that they don't need to know and I'm proud of my business no matter what um I think that going ahead and starting to experience that identity shift so let's say you are a um a young entrepreneur and you want to start a personal training business um well let's just use the fitness industry then you need to start saying i have a personal training business like get your llc get whatever you need for taxes and all that good stuff like if you're not making more than like i think it's like something like 1200 1500 a month doing it like you don't need to be doing taxes also consult uh someone in the financial industry i have really no idea but that's just kind of what i've been getting at um But either way, if you're like making real income from it, then that's definitely something you want to look into taxes for. Um, I did hire an accountant because I don't trust myself, but I hired an accountant who I said, hey, like every other week or once a month, can you send me an email of um, a breakdown of my numbers, how it's going, what I should have saved by now, 
and like what my projections are and can you make it simple so I know what I'm looking at because I want to learn as I go it's not just like you know delegating a bunch of jobs and then not knowing what they're doing it's like I want to know what people are doing if they're associating themselves with my business so I want to I want to understand I want to be educated so this is the fun part like if you're on that side hustle starting to grow it into your own business this is the fun part like love this part this is where you get to be creative this is before you have to deal with numbers and employees and all that good stuff so before you like start getting super into the before you start getting super into numbers and sales and things like that figure out your why so you know let's go back to that personal training uh, example, you want to start a personal training business, you know, go in, get whatever paperwork you need, get filing for an LLC takes, I think four to six weeks. You can do it with whatever, whatever state or County you're working in. And then just start with that identity shift saying, I'm a personal trainer. Here's my business card. And that's all it is. When people ask what you do, like I do personal training on the side, you don't even believe yourself. You know, like you're shooting yourself down. You're discrediting yourself by not adopting that identity. Why would people want to go with your business when, yeah, there are a lot of other personal trainers, but the difference is you're going to be confident in your product. You're selling yourself, no matter if you're selling um, smoothies, whether you're selling a lemonade stand, whether you're selling financial advising services, whether you're selling life coaching services, whether you're selling jewelry, you know, you're selling yourself and the way you walk is the way you present yourself. It's the way you talk. It's the way you breathe. And it's the energy that you exude. Um, you know, less is more when people ask about your business, say I own X, Y, and Z business. Think of a little elevator pitch just to have one sentence to describe your business so that you're not just rambling on about your passions, which passions are amazing. But unless people ask you about that, pretty much they just want the cold hard facts. So that's just been my experience. If I go on too much about like my internal why, when I know they're not necessarily interested, then I just feel like I just shoot them away because they just, you know, people are there to help them help themselves. They don't necessarily want to hear your why, but you have to know your why. Keep it in your heart. Keep it close to you. Um, so if you're a personal trainer and your goal is to help with obesity and making sure that people are like taking that step to understand proper form and get into the gym with confidence and changing their body and feeling those maximum results, then that's your why. You know, you got to really figure it out because a lot of people I hear them say, yeah, I really just like want to make more money and I could be doing it on my own. Good fucking luck. You know, you're always, you can find money anywhere. If money was really the biggest reason why people wanted to do it or start their own business, then we would, they would all be screwed. Because I can go out and find a job today that'll pay the bills. You know, it's more about I want the luxury is not the right word. I want to be able to design my days, design my life the way that I want to. I've always wanted a lifestyle where I can afford to buy a plane ticket to see my sister whenever I want. I want to be able to work remote and I want to be able to help people realize that they don't need me. So teaching healthful habits and things like that. Creating your own why is gonna help other people realize that they want you to be their gateway, to be their their next step. Um, so one other question that I get about business all the time is like, how do you get so, like not like I have a million clients, let's be honest, but um, I do have like a steady stream and a lot of those come from referrals. A lot of them come from the, the fitness studio that I work at. A lot of people come from Charlotte. A lot of people are friends, you know? So it's a different 
you know, my network is changing all the time and it's morphing and I have like a kind of specific demographic. So I really do try and cater to that demographic and I'm not changing my product just to meet everyone's needs. Like I'm not for everybody and that's fine. Like if you're trying to cut for a physique style competition, that's amazing. Like I'd love to help you with healthy lifestyle habits, but we're not going to, my goal is not to, um, you know, that's not my clientele. So I'm not going to try and shape shift because if I'm always changing and I'm not, I mean, yes, change is good, but you really do want to niche down with what your target is, what your strengths are. And then you can move around within that niche and you can move around products and you can move around different ideas, but you want to make sure that you are not just making something for everybody, because if you have something for everybody, it's going to be for nobody. People want something specific. Um, the more specific that you get, the better your product will be. So keep your eye on the prize. Um, really take a look at your demographic. So a lot of people ask, like, how do you build that demographic? How do you build a client base, an email list, you know, a book of business, if you will? So again, we'll use that personal training example. Ask questions. Get to know people. Build that relationship and, and figure out their why. You know, I, I could hop on the phone with 15 new people a week if I wanted to have a 20 minute conversation and just get facts and then try and help them make a meal guide or a fitness guide. But we end up typically spending an hour on the phone a couple times a month, sending emails back and forth. It's very one-on-one. -on -one. I can get texts from them. I'm building up that relationship with people. If you're building that trust, then those referrals will come. And, and it's not going to come by you just discounting your services, trying to get as many people in as you can. Discounts are great, but if you're only doing it to try and like rush and fill in, then that's discounting your service. Remember your why. So if I saw that business was slow, I would do my best to reach out to all the clients that I currently have and say, hey, um, just letting you guys know, um, here's a new recipe that I came up with and I thought of you guys. Let me know how I can be here to support you and don't ever hesitate to like share my info or, um, you know, come back and we can reevaluate and see how you're going. Cause a lot of the times maybe clients will forget. Um, maybe they'll just get really busy and you kind of have to nudge them for a reminder. It doesn't always mean you have to discount, but make sure that you are building those relationships and always providing value. So if you're just posting on Instagram all the time, like pictures of a bot, like your body without like an intense caption that is going to hopefully resonate with someone. And it's just like an emoji, then look back, like go inward and figure out really what you're trying to say, because just putting bullshit content out there is not going to help anybody. So I would say like 10% of my content is just like funny or aesthetic. And then the other 10% is either testimonials from clients or facts about nutrition, facts about fitness, those kinds of things. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Eliza G underscore fitness. But um, yeah, big ones for building a book of business is to treat every client like they're your own and always go that extra mile. Um, 
any guest that I ever have on my podcast, th- and I've started doing this in the past two months. So in the past, if you've been on it and I haven't sent you a thank you letter, I'm so sorry. I will work on that. But um, for the past few months, every single person I've had on the podcast gets a handwritten note. And it's not just like stock, whatever I have around. It's like, no, I sit down, I write it, I put my phone away. I mean it. I'm asking these people to be on the podcast because I genuinely care about what they have to say. And I think they provide content. And I think they provide value for my listeners and values value for you and this doesn't just go for if you want to own your own business if you're feeling stagnant in your job and let's say you work sales at a massive business I used to work at Yelp with there were just a thousand people in my office in Scottsdale and they had offices all over the place and it was the same shit every day and I just remember I would go in make a cold call day after day after day make like 120 calls a day at some points And I was like, oh, this is not for me. This is miserable. But I knew I was going to be there for like six more months. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to go into it and try and build as many relationships as possible. Think twice, speak once. So you want to listen and think and process 80% of the time in the conversation and then speak 20% of the time. People always leave a conversation feeling better if they get to talk about themselves more or if they get to... Um, talk about something that interests them more. So if you're really trying to like build a relationship with people that matters, ask them questions that make them think. Not yes or no questions. Like think about some questions like, hey, um, what's something that you're really, really excited about for the future? Or what's some time that you um, are really proud of? Or ask them a question about their business. Like how do you build this business? And everyone's going to provide you with different value. But I will say always being eager to learn even the boring shit, like me in accounting and me in podcast editing. I love this podcast, but I fucking hate editing, okay? I'm bad at it. I'm sorry, I'm not bad at it. I haven't prioritized getting really amazing at it, but I have learned so much along the way. I learn something new every time I post. Um, if you're not a big social media person, get over it. Um, and if you're one of those people that's saying... Like if you want to create a blog or if you want to create a podcast or if you want to create an Instagram account, yes, all of those things have been done before, but we live in this world of abundance. There is enough room for everybody. If you're saying that you want to open your own business, whether it be life coaching, Reiki, massage therapy, um, selling, selling smoothies, starting a food truck. And if you say to yourself, but there are so many food trucks around there, so many blogs around there, so many Instagram accounts. Yeah, there are. But that's like someone saying, I really want to find love and saying, mm, wow, no, a lot of people have already found love. There's probably not enough, enough out there for you. Imagine if someone said that to you. So it doesn't matter what the circumstances, what the area of expertise is. It doesn't matter what field you're in. If you think in the mindset of abundance, like there is enough for everybody, just find what makes you different. You know, I found that what made me different was I like to talk about poop a lot. And I like to talk about things that maybe make things people uncomfortable. And I like to get real with people. And I don't mind not sugarcoating things. And I don't mind not telling everybody telling everybody that I'm not for everyone. You know, if I was for everybody, for everybody, that would be exhausting. And that would drive me away from my why, you know, don't, don't cloud yourself with business and saying yes a million times all the time. If it's driving you away from your why be resilient, work hard and smart. Um, don't be lazy. Don't be scared to learn. Don't be scared to fail. If your business fails, quote unquote, in the beginning, 
try it again. I know a million people who have started a business and then it didn't go so smoothly. They made no money and they had to go back to a regular job and then they tried it again. Like if you're scared to fail, I'm scared to fail. My business could fail tomorrow. Instagram could be shut down and I could be left with, um, you know, scrounging And luckily, like I have this great list of clients that I've worked with and hopefully we could work with again, but you really, you want to be saturating every single market. You want to have a blog, you want to have a podcast, you want to have an Instagram, you want to have a business card, you want to have an email list and a website, you know, saturate it. It, It's not easy, but eventually you find that balance and it's hard for a little while. I think that a lot of people are in this day and age where they want to travel, they want to work remote, they want to do all these things like me, but, um, they're, they're nervous. And my grandma told me um, last year, she's amazing. It's her birthday um, tomorrow. But she's amazing. And she told me, she said, Liza, you're never going to get to home base if you keep your foot on third. Damn, Pat Pat, you're amazing. Thank you for saying that. And I, at that moment, took a step back and I was like, whoa, my mom was an entrepreneur. My dad's an entrepreneur. I can be an entrepreneur. I, I'm like, this is not just something I want to do, but it's in me. And you don't have to have parents that are entrepreneurs, but you do have to have a mindset of abundance and say that no matter, like everyone's going to already have quote unquote done this before, unless it's a brand new invention. But every time you say that it's not enough, it's feeding that, it's feeding that starving wolf, that desperate wolf that I'll do anything, but not in a good way, wolf get to the smart wolf, get to the, the hungry wolf that really wants to, I'm trying to think of the words. I have it so much in my head and in my heart, but just know that every word you say that you put out into the universe, every moment that you're thinking about your bigger future, every time you think about the life that you're trying to create for yourself, that is what you're currently building. Your life is going to be made up of days and your days are going to be made up of moments. And if every single, you know, if every other thought in your head was I'm not good enough or there's no space for me or my product isn't relevant or my service isn't good enough, then it's going to start to suffer and it's going to start to be not good enough because of what you tell yourself. And I'll tell you what, one other thing that I've noticed, people are people think about you 1% of the time that you think about you. So just remember that. Your thoughts are going to be filled with yourself. Every time your ego starts to get big, call a friend, write them a letter, get humble, say a prayer, talk to someone, go for a walk, put your fucking phone down, get humble, work hard, build relationships, ask questions and listen, and then think of an abundance mindset. Every time you start to say, I'm not good enough, I'm not anything enough, I don't have enough certifications, I don't have enough qualifications, stop and say, there is space for me, my product is different, my service is different, my mindset is different because of X, Y, and Z, and that's how you're going to start to grow is by staying in your own lane while collaborating with others um, and building those relationships. So that's what I have to say. Anyways, I'm sitting here, sitting next to this pile of frozen, partially dethawed mango. And I'm just very thankful for you guys for listening. 
I hope that this resonated with some of you. I've gotten a couple questions just this week about business and about, uh, I mean, about dentistry as well. Because I'm a dentist. No, I'm not. But anyways, um, thank you guys for listening. Next week, hopefully we'll have um, a guest on. And also, we're going to be talking a little bit about breast implants and what you may not know about them. So we're going to be talking about tip later. Hope everyone has had an amazing conference call, an amazing morning. Hope you have a great weekend. Again, if you haven't liked, subscribed, shared, make sure you screenshot whatever you're listening on. You share it with a friend, click share. It's amazing and it helps so, so, so much. Um, Thanks you guys for everything that you do. You're amazing, wouldn't do it without you. Any nutrition counseling bookings, go through my website. My calendar is all up to date, so we should be all good. But I will talk to you guys soon. Have an amazing week.